Hello! I'm so excited! My number one word is I'm thrilled and delighted and I'm excited because we have a very special person who has joined us today and I cannot wait for her to introduce herself to the platform Superwomen Can Podcast. We have Jojo from Creative Sass and she is an amazing ally for women of colour Ah, to show up as their true authentic self. I can't wait for your full introduction. Before I do that though, as always, before I do that, I just want to remind you that the Super Women Can podcast is all about elevating women of colour to the highest possible point that they can. We know that women of colour are spinning lots of plates, raising families, climbing the career ladder, smashing past concrete ceilings not glass ceilings and they are trying to always set themselves apart now what we're doing on superwoman can is we're bringing successful powerful wonderful women of color and allies so that they can really show how you can show up and be your authentic self and move past all those narratives that say you can't because guess what superwomen can now please introduce yourself please ignore my hair my hair's just doing its own thing today come on stay down <laughs> are you ready for me now Sam I am, I am. <laughs> okay I really feel like we need to caveat this episode with you may want to turn your volume slightly down because this will get excitable and quite possibly extremely loud <laughs> so, <laughs> however that comes with the whole caveat of sassy not sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your strap line. Sassy, not sorry. I love it. Definitely. So for who I am, Sam, and you, we met, oh, crikey, I don't know how many months ago. However, I feel like I've known you a lifetime because oh. we are definitely, as I term, soul sasters. Now, oh, sasters, <laughs> I need to explain that. We've already spoke a little bit about Sassy, not sorry, but I am the belief brand and business development fairy godmother. Let me get a swish. (laughs) Now, the reason I say swish is because it is a very swish statement. However, the self-belief is really real. It wasn't always that way. And it's taken a lot of work to get there. And it's that work that I want to encourage, empower all the sasters out there that they too can be sassy not sorry which sassy in my world there's two kinds of sass in my world Sam there's sassy which stands for lively bold full of spirit and a little bit cheeky and then there's sass which stands for self-awareness strategy and it's that has really become the purpose of my work really with the, with those that I work with so yeah I am very happy to be here thank you for the invite Amazing, absolutely amazing. Now, I want just to start with telling us a bit more about your background because I know that you have you've dealt with so much, and I feel like it really showcases that everyone has lots of differences and how you can show up as your true, authentic self and what may helped you to create your business, really. So, Sam. Where do we start? So literally, this <laughs> I have turned nine and 40 years old, as I like to call it. So I am I am heading up there for those of an age that feel like maybe they can't do anything new 
or fabulous where absolutely you can age is but a number it's a mindset that helps you get to where you want to go but if we go back i am a successor of the care system so from 18 months to 18 years old i was in care and experienced all three kind of aspects of care foster care back with my birth mom and then a children's home as well and then back into foster care spoiler alert there's a happy ending because I, ha I am a successor of the care system but that's due to quite a few factors but the end result of me starting my business and being a successor is definitely down to mindset and really knowing that I can rather than I can't and not taking no for an answer and fighting the corner that you need to be in in order to be successful in your own right that's amazing so thank you for sharing that first of all happy birthday thank <laughs> you happy birthday and you definitely do not look 49 I actually thought you were my age and I'm 39 so I will take that Sam hey take that please do so you were saying that you were in the care system and I think it's quite important because we may have listeners who have been in the care system themselves and can really resonate with that. Can you tell me a bit more about what it was like and how that kind of helped you build resilience in the in, in what you're doing? A hundred percent. And it's quite apt. I don't know when this podcast goes out, but it's currently foster care fortnight uh -huh. at the moment. So it's, it's something that is quite close to my heart, to be honest with you, to talk about the foster care system and the care system in general. And so for me, my mum had MS, so that's why she couldn't care for me. I never knew my dad. So at 18 months old, I went into foster care with, you'll hear me talk about them as my mum and dad, so it can get a little bit confusing. Went to live with mum and dad, foster care. It was an unwritten adoption because MS back in the day people didn't know that MS fluctuated so therefore my mum was classed as disabled and also her limitations were quite high so that's why I went into care but because my mum had already had a daughter 10 years previous she didn't want me to be adopted so therefore didn't want to sign adoption papers so mine was a, an unwritten adoption foster care but unwritten adoption if you like I was going to be there permanent however with MS now we know it does fluctuate I was with mum and dad till I was six years old and then mum got well again and the system and everybody decided it was my rightful place to go back to my real mum when I say real mum I don't mean plastic biological right <laughs> she was I don't mean I have plastic but she was my biological mum so I went back to live with her and basically became really her carer at the age of six. Now, imagine being taken out of a stable home life. I had aunts, uncles, we had a big family. And there was aunts, uncles, nans, granddads, cousins, umpteen cousins, too many to count, that I was accepted into that family. So when I went, that was a huge shift wow. for that whole family, not just for me. Looking back at that now, I can really appreciate that and I went back to live with mum and obviously the contact stopped them with my foster carers my foster mum and dad because it would have confused me at the age of six mum and dad being the great people that they are really led me up for an adventure to go back with mum and dad with, with my mum because they were my best interests were at heart 
but mum's limitations were still very high. So at the age of six, to give you just some kind of example, I was, for anybody that knows Birmingham and the famous Spaghetti Junction, that's where I lived around by Spaghetti Junction. And I was walking to school at the age of six on my own around by Spaghetti Junction. That gives you an indication of the care that where I was at. And I was with my mum for a year and then mum got ill again because the fluctuation of MS. Yeah. And her disability became, she became paralysed from the waist down literally overnight, literally overnight. And one night I had to call an ambulance. The ambulance came and there was nowhere for me to go. So the ambulance men were like, where, where, is there anywhere you can go? That just wouldn't happen now. <laughs> We'd like to think it wouldn't happen now. And I went to stay with a parent that had once invited me for tea on the playground. I wasn't very, when I was in school, I was a kid that had been in care that was with a single parent and didn't really make that many friends, which I know Sam now, the kind of person that I am. It's a friendship is very important to me. So anyway, I went to stay with her. And then the next day, the kids from the estate came around and they were like, you're going in a children's home. And I think parents had taught the kids had heard and I heard it from them before I heard it from anybody else. And then literally that next night, I was in a children's home and I was there for a year. So at the age of seven, and then again, spoiler alert, happy ending, purely by accident, mum and dad found out I was back in care, my foster mum and dad, and I went back to be with them. Now, we've skipped through two years quite quickly there, but those two years were really informative and really shaped me. But the years previous to that as well gave me a bit of a secure foundation if you like. And I think that's why I'm such an advocate for the care system, because for foster carers, giving a child just that that ounce of stability to give them just something that, that some reserves, then that definitely that whole situation built resilience, resourcefulness, and rapid adaption, Sam, because that's and now where I am in my business and I help business builders. There are three skills that you need as an entrepreneur, rapid adaption, resourcefulness and resilience, because it's flipping hard. <laughs> it is. And it's going to be listeners that are going to resonate for, from my point of view. And I resonate with you a lot because I wasn't in the care system, but I had lots of I lived quite close to a children's home. And I used to be the one that used to find these children walking around and go, come to my house for dinner. And I used to feed these kids. Kind of like this. Is, a lot of them just didn't look like they had like ample food. And I just felt like I needed to feed them, even though it was my mum actually feeding them. She'd go, oh, you found another one. OK, bring them in. <laughs> but do you know what that would have been, though, Sam? That would have been the family element that was priceless there. It yeah. would have been the family, like the welcoming and the belonging, because the belonging aspect of being in care is something that only since I've gone on to do the work self-awareness and stuff like that that I've realized that I went through life just needing to belong somewhere because you don't you you just don't feel like you do and that's probably been one of the biggest lessons wow gonna get very emotional here and to add on to that I didn't know that when I was gonna end up growing up at 17 years old and this might be something I've not shared with you before is that I don't have six children I actually have seven and my seventh child is actually my nephew who I became the legal carer of when he was two years old so he was put into care for just short of a year 
had to go through court to fight for him. And um, he's my brother's son. And yeah, it was not a nice situation. He needed to just be out. And that's called a kinship, isn't it? That's called yeah, a kinship. Yeah, he needed to be with us. And I was 17 years old. I was like, I don't have a clue about, but I'm going to wow. take like, Yeah, it was like a first, it's like our first child in my like immediate family. We're a massive family, but in my immediate, it was like our first, like outside, like first child. That was our firstborn. And it was like, no way that the system's taken him. So my mum, because she wasn't very well, she wasn't very well at all. She she couldn't have the status on her own. So I had to go and say I was going to be there to look after him. And actually, we were like a team, me, my brother, my twin brother and my mum, making sure he had absolutely everything. He was he's so loved. He is. He's 21, just had a baby as well as me. Oh, yeah. I'm a grand aunt officially. And yeah. he makes me so proud. It is I can completely resonate and in the black community there's a lot going on in terms of care homes and being carers like you just said you had to care for your mum that's not unusual in the black and ethnic minority community in the communities that I am in marginalized and I'm saying these words because this is a bit of a an education piece for for anyone who's watching not just anyone who's watching yeah. allies and etc that we're trying to make sure we change the words as well moving away from marginalized and minority to global minority and actually specifying individual black asian indian or wherever they're from but making it very specific sam you know this I know is they can, important can, to me and you educate me in a way that makes me feel like i can approach you and it's learning to do better to be honest yeah, and we get. I think we're all getting there. And the thing is, with words, they change all the time. But what we've got to make sure we're doing is that we don't group people into boxes. But what I'm saying, the point is that sometimes I have to use those words so that I can then unpick it again to tell you the words that I use. What do you mean? So the point is that our communities, we generally have lots of care and responsibilities. That is a fact. Caring, someone telling me in our communities that you're caring for an elderly person, someone who's got mental challenges. That's our day to day. Like literally, yeah. it's our day to day. We do it all the time. You were six years old. Like, I just can't. I don't even know what I was doing at six years old, but I know I was from a disadvantaged background, but I know that I was still having fun and there was lots of love you were taking on a full responsibility at six years old that must have been tough do you know what it's done for me sam it's so being as i call myself the fairy godmother of belief brand and business development that's because i believe in potential and purpose and i think you can absolutely the word foster stands for encouragement that's the definition of the word foster and for me that is really interesting because i literally am i couldn't be more encouraging for whoever i meet because i'm like come on we can do this you've got potential what's your purpose yeah. Let's figure it out. but when i go the reason i do go off on a tangent sometimes sam so you have to kind of say to me come by to bring me back but the point of that was <laughs> the whole fairy godmother speak and when I look back at that, being age six, knowing that I coped with that at age six, I say my past scary pumpkins are the power behind my pure potential. Because if ever there is something that comes in my path and I'm like, I can't do that. Nah, not for me. I go back to age six and I'm like, hold on a minute. What did you do at age six? And wow. that 
is is the power source and we all have something like that in our history we Mm -hmm. all have something that we can use to give us the power of our pure potential because when you know you have come through something like that when you know you have come past something like that that's what you can use as your resource to go back to and I'm so passionate about that I wow that's powerful and again going back to being a black woman and those who are listening one of the things is that we have so many of those stories you have a catalogue and not just personally but historically and there is so much there to know that you can have that in 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 your it's just there Sam it's neat for you to be fair yeah I love that because I'm just thinking of all the amazing people that went before us and they created where we are today and it isn't still the best but we are getting there and we can use their examples and our own to fuel us and that's basically what you've said we can use it now I know your business I want to talk about your business now in more detail because you've told me this story which is inspiring it is absolutely inspiring and I think if we continue to talk about it, I'm going to be like crying by the end of by the end of this and your business is just shows up. I love the fairy godmother. Like you look like a fairy godmother. Like I'm, I can see the sparkle coming out of your eyes and everywhere. But tell me how you show up for women in general, women of colour as well, especially. But how do you show up? So for me, Sam, it's always been, I come from as well, my foster parents were, my dad was, and I'm sorry if religion isn't there for some people, but it was part of my upbringing with my foster family. So my dad was a pastor of a Pentecostal church. And so for me, there I've always been in an environment where it was, nobody, nobody got left behind. Everybody was welcome and to be around such a diverse upbringing for me that was what can I say it was educational and in some aspects I do feel quite privileged in that because it made me to see the differences and be aware of the differences and I'm not on about some of the positive differences I'm on about the exposure of non-inclusion which Mm. for me was always hold on a minute no that is just not good enough yeah and it's something that I'm very so the whole again the whole aspect behind a fairy godmother is intention so the word wish for me stands for with intention success happens w-i-s-h with intention, success happens. Now, intentionally, it is, for me, hugely, hugely important to go out of my way to ensure that nobody does get left behind and that anybody that is not getting the same opportunity, and that this comes from, as well, myself being in care because there were opportunities that I was given that if I hadn't have been given those I wouldn't have been in the situation that I'm in so it's a case of ensuring the opportunities there and I do it's intentionally going out of my way to be an ally don't always get it right Sam I don't always get my words right 
and sometimes I'm a bit conscious about that however I go out of my way to find the super the superheroes that I can have an allyship with and in order to I once saw a speaker it was at Ideas Fest and I can't remember a name which I'm going to kick myself but I'm a bit perimenopausal at the moment so remembering my own name is a bit hard right <laughs> so remember her saying that it wasn't about being always being a warrior but it was about being an ally and when something's wrong being there and saying hold on a minute uh, I think you need some more education on that I may not necessarily be the person to educate you but I can point you in the right direction of somebody that can and that for me has been really big and within the business it's about seeking out opportunities that I can be an ally in to create wider doors and just doors in doors in general to be opened I don't know if that's answered your question because I can go off on a bit of a tangent I want to say when we first physically met because I know that we've been we've known each other online you can't miss you because you're like floaty pink <laughs> everything's pink and sparkling you just can't miss any your branding is out there one thing that I noticed when we met first this first time I met was that be inspired been invited to be inspired and I didn't know anyone there at all I think one or two people who I wasn't sure was going to be there or not but I didn't know anyone but I instantly rem- gravitate I was like ah you're the lady that I see on Instagram and Facebook and you just like light up and you were just pink all over and I just said, it's you, isn't it? And you're like, I've seen you, Sam, before. And I have never felt so welcomed. You brought me to your, she had a private table, by the way, ladies. <laughs> she had a private table and she and I could sit anywhere. And I was just like, I don't know anyone. But you brought me to your table. And on your table, I am actually going to start to cry here because this is the truth. On your table was such an inclusive table and I think you don't give yourself the merit it's due because on that table the the individuals that I sat with there was two or three physically disabled women this is your table this is your private table I felt I've never felt like I could comfortably talk about my hidden disability as someone who's got dyslexia there was about four people on your table who was openly talking about neurodiversity and I was like hold up this has never happened before and I was like yeah me too it was like we were all like sweeties like I got yeah me too me too and there was a handful of there was lots of diversity in Be Inspired but there was a handful of black women they knew you they gravitated towards you they you made them feel welcome them in, in, felt included I felt welcome I had never physically met you up until that point we may have not even more or less exchange a couple of words up to that point and you made me feel included and that was inclusion I felt like I belonged and especially on your table you already gravitate differences to you by nature that is your nature so you don't give yourself the merit you deserve and that is the truth I felt like I was a part of the team I felt like an honorary sass girl saster I really did <laughs> And it didn't help the fact that I also was wearing pink. <laughs> so, you know, all the team, everyone on the table was wearing pink. I felt like I truly belonged into your world. And it was amazing. And it's very rare. So I think you've just hit the nail on the head there, Sam. 
if we go back to the conversation that we had very like at the right at the beginning belonging belonging absolutely it's about belonging and is everybody has a right to belong absolutely and and i get really am i allowed to swear sam no. Or not. Okay. <laughs> I, I put it in my own terms. I go a darker shade of pink. I get pinked off when <laughs> anybody that somebody else does not belong. That is my passion. That is my passion point, and it's not acceptable. It's it just not acceptable. <laughs> well, many people know it's the right thing to do, but not many people create the space to do the right thing which is what you do and you don't give yourself enough merit you've been dancing around it I'm like no let's just bring it out there now there's other things that you've got in the pipeline you can't really reveal everything you know this is one to watch put it that way tell us a little bit a sneak preview into anything that you can share with us so there's a little bit of a mission because brand so we've talked so belief brand and business development they're three separate layers to what I call having your cake and eat it lifestyle, right? And the base layer of that is belief. Doesn't matter how far in business you are, doesn't matter how big, how or how early, the biggest part of the journey is belief. And so I work with people with belief, but then we head into the next layer of business, which is brand. Brand is hugely important for me because I stepped out as I thought I should at the very beginning rather than how I could realize the power of truly being me and how authentic and how once you actually step into it how much easier and how much more freedom it gives you because you magnetize the people that are right for you in life and you repel the people that are not right? when you are absolutely wholeheartedly authentically used brand is the next part but it's not easy to get to that point so you work on the belief that gives you the SAS, the self-awareness strategy to actually step in to what I call a kick SAS brand, which is absolutely you wholeheartedly, which then is the only time once you are truly being you is when your business will develop. Now, a lot of people come to me for the top layer of the cake, which is business development, but we need the other two layers in order for the top layer to work. So something that I've been chatting about and was how could we make that more inclusive and more accessible and do some work with that so let's just say we are putting all the wishes out there with intention success happens we are being super intentional to create that and create opportunities for anybody that isn't getting those and whether that be disability whether that be women of color whether that be through adhd or some different another like unseen disability it's how can we make that happen? We can make that happen by looking into funding grants and just taking a little bit of extra time and attention and investigation to see how we can make that happen. So we are currently doing a little bit of work on that to really get some kick-ass brands and belief for some super women that can, but aren't getting the opportunity. How exciting. I am really so you need to keep your eyes peeled because I am pretty sure that you're going to keep showing up and if you have not seen any of the websites and everything is pink like everything is pink actually oh, that's actually a good question why is everything pink that is your brand but why tell us why there must be everything has a reason with you so I want to hear the reason 
<laughs> so when I started in business, so my business started, I actually used to think that I wasn't qualified enough to have a business. I had got a real dulcet brummy tone. I was a curvy girl. I didn't have the education levels or qualifications that I thought I should have. And so when I stepped out, when I finally did, the little nudge that I got was my integrity was compromised. It was compromised once. That was okay. That was maybe just by chance. It was compromised twice. When it was compromised twice, it was like, no, this is not right. And it was about how other people were being treated. So I had a choice. The only way I was going to make a difference was if I started my own business and I became a leader. And that was scary because I didn't feel like I was qualified and everything else. Anyway, got over the belief, as we know, that's where I stand on that. And I devised my brand how I thought it should be. And all I can say is it looked like a businessman Jeff kind of brand because I thought that's what I needed to be in order for people to take me seriously. How wrong could I be? I had this pointed out by the fabulous Danny Wallace, who I know is a mutual friend of both of ours. And when I put the business card, my whole £30 that I'd invested in business cards because I thought that that's what investment was at that point. And I'd taken me weeks to invest in these business cards <laughs> and the brand that I'd done with a friend. I put it in front of her and I put, here, this is what I've got, but it's not really me. And as I said that, she stopped me and she went, let me stop you there for a minute she said I've known you for five minutes you're pink you're sparkly you're leopard print you're glittery <laughs> what is this and what made you successful in your previous career and it was that question that made me go hold on a minute it was my personality 20 years in business development in the corporate space and the one thing that always got me through the door that always created the relationships was my personality it was genuine yeah. and I was like, it's my personality. And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Why am I showing up as I think I should rather than how I could? It's your personality. And I was like, that's it. And I've always been a go hard or go home kind of girl. And <laughs> it was, okay, who am I? And I am a pink sparkly person. And from the moment I stepped into that, and I was also being, one of the things about being not belonging, Sam, is I toned down who I really was to about 75% for many years. I dulled down my sparkle because people would say to me I was too positive, I was too loud, I was too much, hence the tutus, because now I embrace the tutu, right? Because nobody's <laughs> ever going to tell me I am too much in any kind of form. And I love a tutu. When you wear a tutu, you feel like you can swish and sway and you I feel fabulous. <laughs> so I embrace it now, hence where the fairy godmother came from as well. But so where that whole brand came from it was either be myself or I'm never going to belong otherwise because I'm going to be trying to be somebody else and you it's just not a recipe for success your recipe for success is to absolutely be wholeheartedly you and be unapologetic hence the reason sassy not sorry I love it I have absolutely loved every single piece of the cake that you have <laughs> delivered and it's been tantalizing I tell you I am so glad that I'm so glad that you've come onto this podcast to show us how we can show up and have belief I love belief belief is important how can we continue to find you and follow you where are you okay it would be absolutely scandalous of me not to give a shameless plug of my book which is loving ah, yourself belief have you got yeah. a copy? Show us. Where is uh, it? Have I got a copy? Have I got a copy in front of me? Hold on. Yes, I have. 
So, yeah oh my god you, everyone's got to get this book right now let me tell you Amazon. about this sam it's amazing kisses as full stops he's shocking at grammar never thought she could write a book this happened so <laughs> believe in yourself because you absolutely can do anything with intention success happens so this is a sassy not sorry self-awareness strategy for more self-love and more self-belief the reason I wrote that was because it's not always, I try to be as accessible as I can to work with, but I felt I needed something that gave everybody a roadmap of what I had done and some home play in there because we don't do homework in Sassville. So <laughs> the book you can find on Amazon, um, Jojo Smith, Loving Yourself Beyond Belief. And otherwise, you can follow me on the socials, which is Creative Sass, C-R-E-A-T-I-V, no E on the end of, creative a sass because there's no e on the end of joe and i always used to get an e put on the end of joe and i was like i am i am who i am i am not a joe with an e <laughs> <laughs> uh, so creative sass on all the socials creative sass the website and it stands for creative self-awareness strategy because when you are creative within when you are creative within your self-awareness it becomes more personal to you and that is making things personal making things bespoke to you is what's going to move you forward is my true belief and i have to say that you're very modest it is your book is a bestseller you're a best-selling author okay i got i am gonna say i did knock some people off the top spot <laughs> so was this one, one was it one of my favorite people who is that can you remind me one of my favorite people jay shetty just <laughs> <laughs> so much you're so modest you really are she's a best-selling author and she just like just downplays you are who you are but you have downplayed that big time please go and get the book please go and follow on all the socials and thank you so much for taking the time there's big things in store for you and I just cannot wait because those who are listening and get the true glimpse of who you are right now it's exciting Sam I'm so grateful for the opportunity thank you no thank you thank you so much and just to remind you, you can look out for podcasts, Superwomen Can. Again, you'll keep seeing me on the next episode. Continue to follow, continue to like, and continue to share.